Hello, and welcome to Building Sustainability Podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Hart, aka Jeffrey the Natural Builder. Building Sustainability consists of conversations with designers, builders, makers, dreamers, and doers, exploring the wide world of sustainability in the built environment by talking to wonderful people who are doing excellent things. Hello, and welcome to episode 48 of Building Sustainability Podcast. It is great to have you here. This week, I have a conversation for you with Emma Pyle. Emma is part of the drafting team at the National Theatre in London, and she has built herself and now lives in a tiny house. Uh, so Emma was one of the handful of people who reached out to me when I announced that I was building a tiny house uh, to offer help and advice. She very kindly let me come and visit her and and see her tiny house and ask all of the many, many questions I had. It was both incredibly inspiring and so, so helpful. So in this episode, we discuss the design process, um, the all-important weight limit, finding a spot to park uh, and live and how to do that, tips for building and the tiny house community. So we chatted for ages so over on the patreon site is about 15 minutes more conversation which focuses a lot on where to ask for help uh, and some of the pitfalls within that Um, and also some reflections from emma on how the process of building a tiny house has helped her in her drafting work so that is available at patreon.com forward slash building sustainability and a super bonus episode only available on the Patreon site uh, is with Flo Hamer, who you might recognise from episode 10. If you haven't heard that one, go back and listen to it after this. Flo's episode is our most popular episode ever. Uh, and we sat down one lockdown evening uh, and recorded a Zoom chat where I asked her all of the tiny house questions that I had at that point in my figuring out of how, how to build this thing. And I've edited out most of the bits where we just ascended into endless giggles uh and the bit where i was quite rude about a documentary filmmaker but the rest uh the good stuff uh that you actually want to hear is in there so if you're thinking of building a tiny home or you just want to know more about them i think it's a great listen uh so yeah that's a an hour hour and 10 minutes um of conversation only available on the Patreon site, patreon.com forward slash building sustainability. What else to say? Uh, yes, bite size. Um, apologies for the lack of bite size episode last week. There was too much going on, uh, and I've got an episode which needs some quite complicated editing. Uh, so it'll be with you in the coming weeks. Um, apologies if you were expecting that. Uh, on the topic of bite-sized episodes, what do you think of them? Uh, it's very difficult to know if they're worth continuing. Uh, the stats, the the download stats say that they're they're less interesting than than the main episodes. I don't know. Should I keep bothering? Maybe if you've got a strong opinion, either way, you could drop me a message via the website, uh, buildingsustainabilitypodcast.com. I think that's it for me. Uh, I'm back at the end. Enjoy the episode with Emma Pyle. Hello, 
was that I wanted the design challenge. Mm. Um, it wasn't necessarily about the living situation and what that would offer me, and that sort of came a lot later. But um, I've worked in theatre for 12, 15 years, and I, in my day job, I work for the designers. I trained as a designer myself, but I was much better off just supporting them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm there helping designers create their vision all the time. And so I wanted to do that for me, finally, on something that meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um, um, why a house, I guess. Um, I... You know what? What could be more satisfying than than building your own home? Yeah. Like, and then just to have that home itself to have that flexibility of be it, being able to be anywhere. Like that's it's just such a gift. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I say, I think the first thing was definitely a design challenge. Like, can I do this crazy thing? Mm-hmm. And um, even though. I'm well aware from my job about trying to make things lightweight and movable um, and flexible and malleable and all those sort of things. You'd think I'd be a bit better at doing this bit. (laughs) (laughs) And my God, was it a shocker. Um, Just like there's so many things I thought I would know and I didn't because it's also building a house. Mm And I've never built a house before. Yeah. That sounds like a really stupid thing to say. No, I don't think so. And I think that's quite a thing with uh, tiny homes in general. It's like there's a, a big DIY feeling to them. And it's like a an achievable first house build. Like, Yeah, know. absolutely. Like... I think lots of people, you know, they watch these programs where where there are lots of self-builders out there doing their thing. And so much of it seems really unachievable. And this actually felt like something you can do. Um, And I certainly thought I could until I started. (laughs) I was like, no, I can't do this. (laughs) But I'm in it now. I've got to go for it. Um, And I I think that you can really worry yourself um to death about the unknown or you can just start Mm -hmm. and go I'll worry about that later and that was my mentality throughout the whole throughout the whole thing (laughs) was okay I'll um I'll deal with that when I get to it and there's that whole you don't know what you don't know Mm -hmm. and why worry about it it will come up (laughs) at some stage and then you'll deal with it and you'll figure out what went wrong? Nice. <laughs> um, um, and so you you sort of alluded to what you uh, your your day job there. What what is that? So my day job is I am a drafts person and I work for the National Theatre and I've been there for a long time, twelve years. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, that means that I draw the scenery in a technical manner in order for it to be built. So I am I am like a conduit between the designers, the, the set designers, and the workshops. And we have on-site workshops, mm-hmm. which is such a fortunate position to be in. Um, and yeah, so I do the drawings to help the guys on the floor build, and then I help 
get it into the theatre on stage and in the right place, hopefully. Uh-huh. And the right weight. And the right weight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing falling out the sky, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, in the sort of design element of, of the tiny house, uh, what were, I mean, I'm talking about this because I've, I'm going through the process right now. It's so exciting. <laughs> it's so overwhelming. Um, so the, the sort of first thing I did was I thought about all the things that are really important for me to be able to do in my house. Yeah. And and so what were what were some of those for you? Or were you even sort of conscious of that when you uh when you were designing it? Oh, I was completely conscious of it. Yeah, I think I think having, you know, yeah, I'm in my early 30s. I have probably as an adult lived in four or five different places. Um and you you learn so much about yourself and how you are and what your routines are and what you enjoy doing in your day and what um, what things are really important to you. Um, so that was, you know, you get one shot at making your house, you know, in theory, and um, and you want it to just be perfect. You, you just want this thing's got to suit you entirely. Mm-hmm. Because no one wants to retrofit things. <laughs> I mean, you do, but um, let's do it right from the very beginning. And I think that's a huge pressure that you're. I'm definitely feeling. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna. <laughs> um, uh, so there were things like for me, um, getting ready. Uh, I like to, you know, I like to kind of take my time getting ready in the morning and having some space and like in all the sort of tiny houses and like fan stuff you look at. The bathroom always ends up being really, really tiny. And I could not have that in my house. I really wanted to have more space. So that's what I did. Like I designed the bathroom to be a pretty big space. I'd say it's like two and like two and a half meters square almost, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And I've got plenty of room to, you know, the sliding door has a mirror on the back of it. Um, I've got plenty of wardrobe space and like I can stand up because you can't stand up in your bedroom because it's a mezzanine. So um, I just really wanted to make that space comfortable for myself. Um, So that was really important to me. It was really important to me that I had a nice loungy area. Um, However, my lounge area is also where I eat. It's also where I work. So there's so many different functions that I'm not quite sure I cracked that completely mm-hmm. but you know that is kind of an adjustable thing that I think I can work on and then another really key thing for me was the bedroom just being like a haven just like a nest just like this I love bed <laughs> I love sleep <laughs> and that just needed to be just really lovely and um for me one of the deal breakers was having roof lights Mm -hmm. uh, roof windows sorry and um and so uh, I mean they were just such a bugger to fit I think (laughs) I think dad and I fit them like three or four times before it was right Mm -hmm. it was a huge amount of money and time and like just work to get them to work but they are worth it so much and it creates such an amazing atmosphere up there 
like whether it's first thing in the morning and you see like birds prancing around or at night when you can see the sky from just like lying in bed and you see the stars like it's it's just out of this world it's amazing um so yeah they oh and also the kitchen I also really I love cooking and didn't want to skimp on kitchen space so I maxed that out as much as I dared Mm. um and then everything else kind of had to fit around that yeah so those are my key things and then sort of how long did you or like how many different variations of of layout do you think you went through trying to make that fit in a way that I mean Uh, you know you start off with one and then you tweak it and then you tweak it and then you tweak it until you're like oh this is all completely different maybe I should just <laughs> chuck all of this out the window and start again and so you do that maybe I, I did that I think the whole chuck it out and start again maybe five times mm-hmm. and then the rest of the time was just lots of little tweaks like do you want the door on this side or at the end and what happens to all the other things that you want if you do that and um yeah although you know and I mean I'm so lucky that I have the skill set that I do with with knowing how to draw um on CAD and that being a really quick and easy process for me to work through um you know I should imagine it's a lot harder when you're doing pen and paper and um not that it's any less effective it works um but I already have that discipline and it was just so useful it was Mm -hmm. so useful throughout and it was I'm so glad that you know okay maybe I can't design very well maybe I can't you know make things very well but damn it I can draw um (laughs) play to your strengths (laughs) yeah so um so that got me out of quite a few holes and actually made me feel whenever I was drawing I felt comfortable again I was like I'm gonna figure this problem out by drawing Mm -hmm. even if actually it doesn't that doesn't help me in the end it's my process and that's what I kept sort of coming back to but um yeah so actually that part of the layout was so easy for me and the the bit that I would do again and again and again because it's so easy (laughs) and actually fun um and um it's just a lovely little challenge yeah I've I've definitely been enjoying that and I I tried so I've been to Flo's tiny house and I was like I saw that design and I was like well that's obviously like a great design yeah and so my first iterations looked like that and Mm. then I was like no I'm not going to do the same thing (laughs) and I've tried literally every other way (laughs) but she cracked it she's done really well (laughs) and I've ended up back at that sort of similar design. Yeah. And uh, it's like, oh, damn it, Flo. <laughs> <laughs> Can't top it. Yeah. But your trailer is is bigger. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And one of the, the the things that I, my like must have uh, things is mm. like a space for me to stretch. And yeah. coming from the, the narrow boat, it's yeah. like it's a tiny little space there's no Mm-mm. like at no point could I lie down and not be touching like six yeah. things yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh so yeah that was a really interesting like mm. uh, designing in a space which has nothing mm. yeah 
yeah, really fun little like. It is so much fun. That's. I'm sorry. That's the peak fun. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. No, that sounds terrible. <laughs> it's like the land of anything is possible. Yeah. And that is that's just such a lovely place to be. Um. Yeah. Enjoy that bit. It's so much fun. <laughs> I'm nearly coming to the end of that bit now. Oh. <laughs> but then I'm I'm about to you know get into the bit where I I think I excel and yeah know, it's yeah then you come to I'm your hitting. safety net. Yes, of, my comfort. I know zone. what I'm doing here. Good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> so um, in your design, what I think is really interesting, and I've just sort of understood it, is your bathroom. And you making it so big, mm. so because that's your sort of get ready space. Mm. Uh, you've actually done that really simply just by sort of moving the door. You could have pushed that door back towards the bathtub mm-hmm. and had that yeah. like tight, you know, compact mm. uh, space with storage cupboards outside. Mm. And you've actually just moved the door to the other side, to the other side, yeah. but created like a really luxurious uh yeah space to be in yes very clever oh thank you (laughs) yeah I I mean I love it (laughs) I I really do enjoy getting ready in there um I was a little bit worried about light Mm -hmm. that was one of the things that like I decided on the little porthole window just because it felt like it tied in with the rest of the place but actually light's not a problem and on the back of the door has got the full length mirror so it bounces a lot of light around um which is also great and yeah and it just means that like I'm just in one place and I'm not moving around and not having to go out into a different room that's perhaps a bit colder or something like that and it's just all very contained and it's in that place and <laughs> I don't know uh, it, wor- it works for me mm-hmm. um and uh, I really I really love the space that's in there. And like that seems like a really strange thing to say in a tiny house. Like, oh, I've got so much space. But I really do feel like I do in there. And I think that, you know, that's almost one of the biggest bathrooms I've ever had. You know, I've lived in flats in London, like, for 15 years. And um, yeah, that's a big bathroom <laughs> by London standards. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, nice. Mm. You've got yourself uh, a wood stove. I do. Yep. How's that that been? Was that an easy easy sort of decision to make in terms of how to heat? Um, yeah, I kind of I didn't very I didn't really consider many other alternatives. Um, I was quite keen on the idea. Um, I think if I had, you know, I've never I've never had a stove or a fire in anywhere I've lived before, so it was a real it's been a real learning curve I mean even you know since having it like going for six months and just um understanding how to use it efficiently uh safely um and then all the things that come with it the the you know the cleaning of it the the burning safe safe things and not burning stuff that is going to poison you or the atmosphere and Mm -hmm. um management of 
the ash and not, you know all this sort of stuff which you know anyone who knows anything about log burners is going to go what an idiot why didn't she know about this but I didn't um and so I don't know why I just went oh yeah wood burner why not um that's going to be easy it's not it's really hard um it's got, it's got learning to it certainly yeah, and I'm still learning. And actually, I want to learn more. I I found a book in, um, in a charity shop uh, just before Christmas about wood burners. And I was like, well, I have one and I'm using it, but I want to know more. So I'm going to buy this book and find out more because <laughs> I still think there's so much to this that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it is kind of not a lifetime thing you don't learn that for over a lifetime but certainly I think it takes a few years to get to know it and to work out how to use it like you know the amount the few times that I've accidentally you know lit the fire made it burn really hot and then I've started cooking like (laughs) an absolute idiot and then I'm suddenly sweating in here going open a window like what an idiot so there's all these sorts of little things that you you get to know um and you figure out as you go along like well don't do that again because that's just like a waste of energy and you get really annoyed at yourself and you're like no I'm sweating so much here but I don't want to open a window because it's a waste of heat (laughs) and I should conserve it um so yeah uh and I I decided to buy new because I was too afraid of going down the second-hand route. Not mm-hmm. that it's not a possibility. I'm sure lots of people are able to do it amazingly, and it's very safe. And I just I knew that I didn't know a lot of stuff about it. So I was like, I'll just start with a new machine, as it were, and yeah. um, figure out as I go along. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. And it's a very beautiful little thing. Uh, yeah it is very pretty it's it's a nice little feature as well i think um and there's just nothing like watching fire burn it's just something like deeply mesmerizing i'm almost sad that we're you know i am such a spring summer person but i'm almost sad the winter's over because i'm gonna miss that little glow oh you could open all the windows and just (laughs) fire up again I mean, so, yeah, you, you sort of just touched on it there, but how was, and I imagine this is something that a lot of people worry about, uh, is sort of like how the, the winter months are. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, in an ideal world, I would have loved to have a bit more summer in this place before I was chucked right into it. Um, but no, my first seasons were autumn and winter, um, which was good. Um, makes you get to know the house quite quickly um the winter was fine I think we had you know quite a mild wind winter really mm-hmm. so um we're not out of it yet I keep thinking we are <laughs> <laughs> and then I you know keep being proved wrong um with my water hose freezing <laughs> like the idiot that I am <sighs> yeah huge learning curve here people um uh, yeah, the, the winter was good. I mean, we, when we had a, a week of like zero degrees and stuff, the house was fine. You know, like I was obviously burning more fuel than I would normally, but I had already stocked up for that. So that was all fine. And um, and it was toasty in here. And like, 
I was fine, but all of my friends and family were contacting me. Are you okay, Emma? Are you okay? You live in a shed. Are you all right? <laughs> Are you sure you're warm enough? But yes, I'm fine. I've had so many like winters of that on the boat. It's like, if you want to just come around and sleep in a, yeah. a nice warm house, you, you can. Yeah, absolutely. I'm fine. It's a small space for the good heater. Exactly. And I think that's what I've got. And, um, uh, you know, I have like a ridiculous amount of togs in my duvet. <laughs> all um, the togs. Yeah, I have. I think I've got like 20, 30 togs. That's a lot of dogs. I know. I had to take some togs out. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> Too many, <laughs> many togs. Um, but my grandmother was very pleased with the amount of togs I had. Um, <laughs> are you, how are you going to do in summer with with the, so I, many togs? I, I'm just going to have to lose it somewhere. I'm, yeah. 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 <laughs> They're coming out. Um, open all the windows. You know, that's what's great about having the windows up there as well is that you know, whenever it has got really hot in here, just open both the windows and you get this lovely little mm. through breeze coming through. It's, it is so nice. It's classic sort of passive uh, ventilation style. Have mm. venting at the top where mm. you can just like get rid of all that hot air. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. Oh. Oh. You just knew it intuitively. <laughs> yeah, that's what we'll tell people. <laughs> <laughs> So much of this house is a mistake, <laughs> but it would work. work. So, uh, how the well, the thing that's bothering me. So, as uh, mm. I'm probably at ninety percent designed, and maybe the last ten percent might have to wait until I'm like mm. I'm actually in the walls to know quite where mm. everything's going. Yeah. So my current thing. And it's something we've talked about is is weight. Yeah. And I am like spending a lot of time working out how much I've like I've calculated how much everything in the house is gonna weigh. It's like what does a duvet yeah. weigh? What does a mattress weigh? A what duvet. Does a you did duvet. I I meant to say mattress, but I said duvet. But still, <laughs> but still even how mattresses. Many... You can take a mattress out. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's I... not ideal, you don't want to, but it's definitely like there's a, a category of what well, there's a list of uh you know these are the permanent things and these are the removable mm, things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's yeah. frightening how quickly it adds up oh my god tell me about it i mean <laughs> you know that whole the the triangle of of what is it again it's uh time money quality yeah weight that's the tiny house house triangle that's the tiny house triangle (laughs) you've got to put weight in there and almost it goes to the top of the square triangle thing yeah um because it just dictates everything and at times it's the most frustrating thing especially when you're you're trying to build it in like an eco way Mm. and you're trying to make really responsible decisions but your hands are tied by the by the weight aspect of things, and it's it's really it's really disappointing sometimes because you're like oh I've got so so many great ideas there are so many great materials I'd love to use I mean you must be like mm-hmm. tearing your hair out because you you've got all this amazing material knowledge and half of which you probably can't use because it's too heavy definitely. Like, Everything I've ever built before is way too heavy for this build. Yeah, and like so fr- that must be so frustrating. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, like, uh, so in my job, I have to calculate the weights of of what we put on stage and mm-hmm. and stuff. And so, 
I already knew how to do that. And for anyone that's going to build a tiny house, like you have to, you have to look at this stuff. Um, And so I spent a lot of time at the beginning, like you did, um, trying to work all these things out. And my conclusion was I can build the shell (laughs) and I can clad all of it on the inside. I can paint it and, you know, insulation and all the rest of it. But um, but I can't have anything in it when it's moving. Right. And so all of the furniture inside is removable, even my kitchen. Um, there are a couple of things like the stove, um, obviously because of the flu aspect, um, and like the bathtub, which is like sealed in, um, and the oven, which has a gas connection, which I don't want to mess with. So other than that, everything else comes out and so that was a big that was was such a huge part of the of making of everything is is you're not just like bashing it in and it's done you have to make it removable and and that's also then my theater knowledge kicked Mm. in which was which was like a blessing because you do you do have to in theater you have to make stuff um fold up and go behind the curtain kind of thing um you can't you know and like with with my job we we work in rep theatre so we have two shows on at the same time so one of the shows has to fold up just magically fold up and go away and be backstage and then come out again in the next week and so that's how I treated the house it's like it's just a big theatre show (laughs) and everything has to fold away and be takeoutable and then put backable like really well mm-hmm. put backable that's it that's, that's a not a thing <laughs> um <laughs> so uh so yeah so everything cut in here comes out because otherwise i would totally be over my limit do you do you think do you think that because yeah. it's not like a it's not a super substantial uh sort of frame and what is is it a Three, yeah, 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 three, two, yeah, yeah, three, two, yeah, and then like all the cladding on the outside, I actually, I it's all pallet wood, but I ripped it all, I planed it all down, mm-hmm. and took nice. That's uh, dedication to the weight. I mean, that took yeah, it was dedication. To that. <laughs> I that is how really serious. appreciate that. <laughs> I knew it. Good. Um, yeah, no, we uh, we must have spent at least two to three weeks planing down all the pallet wood so it was like seven mil thinner generally because what is it it's about 20 mil to start yeah with. yeah yeah so it's all down to about 13 14 yeah just to shave off that weight and so i think that also is a thing that when people look at my house they go oh my god that weighs tons mm-hmm. and actually pallet wood isn't as thick as you think it is <laughs> it's <laughs> and, a trick uh, it is it's an illusion theater um uh yeah and uh oh my god so many bags of sawdust yeah um, <laughs> all for the compost room oh no no because it was just like it was so far at the beginning and like i should have totally oh. i mean yeah <laughs> do that if you ever do pallet wood definitely yeah um so yeah, wait. Terrible, yeah, terrible stuff. But it's a really interesting journey to go on. Um, it just puts a different dynamic in there, and at times it will make you scream, and at times you're like, 
this is a really creative challenge I have here. What am I going to do? And then when you come up with a solution, it's so much more satisfying. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. My, my big revelation at the moment was this cork, using cork as a external insulation and it's a facade. Mm. Uh, so it's like, oh, double double yeah. purpose. Therefore, I'm saving and therefore I can like add a little bit more. Maybe. It's so crafty. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. This is all like plans that I haven't yet fully like weight costed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sort of putting that off a little bit. Mm. Just do it. Just bung it in the spreadsheet as quick as you can. Because <laughs> it'll still be there. <laughs> it'll still be there. Oh, and I thought your mantra was just don't, <laughs> don't worry about it. Put it off. I know, I know, but I didn't, I don't listen to me. <laughs> no, um, yeah, wait. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey there, I'm Mick from the Mick and Pat Show. That's right, and I'm Pat. Looking for a podcast that's like catching up with old friends? Well, you're in luck. We're here to bring you weekly doses of lifestyle commentary, discuss culture and politics, and top it off with the occasional beer and film reviews. But it's not just about us. We're a community. Our listeners are our kin, and we let you all have a say in what we discuss. So saddle up and join the conversation at The Mick and Pat Show. You can check out our website or find us wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got the, the same trailer, haven't we? Yep. Uh, 6.6. Oh, yeah. Uh, And so what is the weight limit? Three and a half tonnes. Okay. And what's Including the the trailer. Yes. So how much does that leave? 600, which leaves you 2.9. Okay. Which seems like a lot of tonnes. It's not. (laughs) It's not at all. It's a tiny amount of (laughs) tonnes. And like when you sort of, you know, like um, when you see like bus conversions and stuff like that, mm. they have so much more. It's not fair. But, you know, they've got all the, you know, the mechanics of, the, of it being yeah. a vehicle. Yes. Which whatever. But, yeah, I just wish it would increase ever so slightly because it's such a limit. It really is. What does it what does it mean? As in if you go over 3.5 tonnes, what does it mean for you being able to? to move your house or you're not supposed to Mm. (laughs) you're not supposed to move it if it's over that um which you know that's a big part it's a big part of what you're doing anyway so yeah you kind of have to swallow it Mm -hmm. it is what it is and it's part of the challenge and i think that so much creativity comes out of restricting Definitely, yeah. And um, uh, something I'm always banging on about at work as well is like, give designers, please, sorry, designers, give designers more, you know, things to work against and they'll be so creative and it's so magical to see. Um, And I think that, um, I think at the end of the journey, like I am, (laughs) you can go, oh, wasn't that a wonderful challenge? (laughs) And then when you're in it, it's... um, it's a headache. Yeah, that's definitely. A you need to do it, and you need to abide by the rules. Okay, on that one. All right. You mm. know you do. You're mm. a builder. <laughs> I've never had to deal with weight though. <laughs> so uh, heavy is better normally. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Mm. And what what does sort of like what's the the life that this place gives you? Oh, it's just so wonderful. I just it makes me smile like every day. It makes me smile, and I don't. I and it's a different thing every day as well. Sometimes you're just chuffed that you live in something that you built. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's because you have access to so much more outdoor space. Like I've lived in London for 15 years, as I've said already, and I've never in that time had access to a garden, a shared garden, let alone, you know, having a field on my on my doorstep now is just, it, it just still feels so magical. And I am so much closer to nature. It's, it just feels so much more within touching distance um, and watching the seasons go past. I mean, it's only been two so far, but I'm just so looking forward to seeing it all. And like more, most recently from my bedroom window, I've got a tree that goes over the top and, you know, I can start to see the buds coming out on, on all the branches. And like, that's just, I've never seen that before. I'm 35 three years old and I've I've never watched that happen and that's terrible um so I'm so grateful that I have all of these things and like I felt like you know when I started this journey I started it because I wanted a life more like this mm. but I didn't appreciate what all of those details would be until I was here I I didn't know what I didn't know and now I see all of these things and I'm just like amazed by them every day, even though they've always happened. And I've just <laughs> never noticed them. And that's just such a shame. I've got so much catching up to do. <laughs> um, and, um, but it's, it's just some days I feel like I'm on holiday and I'm actually just in my home. Nice. That's the way to live. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk about uh, your, where you live. Like how, what, what is this place? How did it come about? Um, so, I mean, a, I mean, so, a huge part of it, I feel like is, is luck. But then also I think it's a lot about what you put out there and it's, this didn't just kind of fall in my lap. I, I live in this amazing um, farm in the South of England um, in a, in a kind of like a woodland area um, which was actually a place where in in World War Two there were a load of Canadian soldiers that lived here, um, building some stuff. And I live on one of like the little concrete foundations that they made for their temporary housing back then. Um, and it's kind of a farm type situation. There are a few fields around. Um, there's a amazing craft brewery next door bonus <laughs> just like school um and you know there are sheep and pigs and it's all very nice um but it came about because i i started building without nowhere without anywhere to go mm-hmm. um I where, just thought, where were you building i was building in um in ellsbury in buckinghamshire uh, which is where my parents live, so so I could get my dad to help me out. That's where I was. That's where I was building. Um, and then I, when I was trying to find somewhere to live, I knew it had to be south south of London somewhere because I still work in central London. So, 
easy access in there was was necessary um and so i my first approach was just to contact lots of farms mm-hmm. um no one really wanted me well what was your sort of did you just sort of send a, an email going like i've got a little house <laughs> yeah can i come and live with you yeah and like and like some you know i do my research on these on the farms and like see whether it would be even vaguely appropriate mm-hmm. um and then see, like, what could I offer you in return? Obviously, I can pay rent, but also, is there something else that I can give where this can be a mutually beneficial arrangement? Like, you know, you, you, one farm, I think they they ran like a um, uh, sort of like a festival every year. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, I would... I can help out with a festival, you know, I, I'm from that world. Let me help me help you on that. And so, you know, every email that I sent was so bespoke and really it was kind of like writing a covering letter when you apply to a job. And like, it's like, oh God, this is really hard, but you have to sell yourself and you have to, you know, you're a crazy person coming out of left field going, well, you have me in my little house. And by that point I had built the outside and that was all finished and I was working on the inside so I felt like I had something to offer in terms of going this is actually what it looks like yes they know what they're getting it's not it's not like, going to be a sort surprise of caravan idea yeah. is maybe in people's heads yeah and... so it's caravans or like or they might google tiny houses themselves and then they'll see a load of American things and like no 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 that's not what that's not what <laughs> very, I'm very doing. big <laughs> yeah it's a lot smaller um and so, you know, it was it was a tricky balance of of understanding what to write in these emails and trying to make them personal and and trying to make it like I say, so it felt like everyone was getting something out of mm. me being there, hopefully. <laughs> um, but uh, nothing really came of that. And then I started uh, emailing all of the transition towns, um, which I thought, well, you know they're all very like-minded people into you know sort of an an eco way of life um they might be a good bet in terms of like knowing people in their towns that might have fields or you know are interested and so um I met this through through I, I think I emailed like 20 transition towns and maybe half of those got back to me two of which actually had something to say and go, oh, we could we could maybe do something. So it was actually Sussex that got back to me, forwarded my emails to a few people, and one of which ran um, a wonderful community charity called Sussex Green Living, I believe. Um, and I went to a party that the charity was running for their volunteers and I met some other people and that's how I ended up here. So, but before that journey, I'd met so many other people and like made the effort and, you know, it's it's such a long journey. And so many people think that they need to have that in the bag before they start, mm. which I think is really sensible. <laughs> <laughs> and I I take my hat off to those people that persist with that. But I just didn't have the patience. And I didn't think I, I thought, you know what, I can't sell this to people unless I, until I've done it. So I need to do it and then find somewhere to live, Mm -hmm. which, you know, 
I needed that because I needed to just start it. And I couldn't deal with things being too theoretical for too long. Um, I was, I'm a bit impatient like that. I just want things to be there and done. And then like once this thing is in existence, well, it has to go somewhere. And, and because it's a movable thing, I'm going to keep coming up against this. Mm. I'm going to keep having to find places to be. And so let's just get used to that. And, um, you know, the downside of it is that you plan uh, when, because I didn't know where I would be, I planned for all eventualities when it came to services. Yeah. So water and, and gas and electric, you sort of make it so you could probably handle it being put in a field with nothing around you. You know, it wouldn't be ideal, but, and go, okay, live in this thing. And I could probably just about have done that. You know, and actually I've ended up in a place where so much of my services is so easy and accessible and I didn't have to worry about half the things I was worrying about. Mm. So there's this like backwards and forwards of what's the better way around to do it? Yeah. For me, I was so lucky and I'm so, I love where I am so much. I love the people that surround me. I love the people that took me in. Um <laughs> please have me. <laughs> um, and it's worked out amazingly well. I'm very, very lucky. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. And we'll see when or if I move on and where that will be and how hard that will be, you know, finding a new spot that's as great as this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think you have, you've been smart in the design in the sort of, plan for the hope for the best plan for the worst yeah you know you don't want the if the only option you get is to be somewhere without water Mm. then you know you've got to go yeah um so yeah and yeah it's part of the the sort of temporary life it's on it's on wheels and Mm. certainly Mm. i'm thinking about it in that way like what what if sometime down the line circumstances change even though it Mm. seems set for now yeah 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 I mean yeah and but but isn't it amazing that you can move your home Mm. and just like the views that are outside your window can change yeah they don't always have to be the same and you could just pirouette round I mean completely change (laughs) if you want your kitchen view to be the uh the other way yeah um and um and you can just like you know it's not easy towing one of these things it's you know it will take a lot of when I do it again it will take a lot of planning a lot Mm. of prep and it will have to be a certain time of year you know you can't move it in the winter out of a field because of the the mud and the because of the mud yeah. and the weight and you know it's just you wouldn't you wouldn't do it you have to move in the summer um, unless you're going to stay on tarmac the whole time so uh, you know it is a big deal when you move this thing but like once you've done it you go ah my house moves <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that easy <laughs> and now I'm in a different place and um, I just think that's kind of that's kind of magical cool yeah yeah 
Tell me about the the moving process because you've moved once. I've moved once. How was yeah. that? Um, the most terrifying few days of my life, <laughs> for sure. Um, it was. I mean, I was so fortunate. We had a local truck hire company um, come to uh, move me. Shout out to Ellsbury Truck Hire Company. Nice, you wonderful represent. people. You were amazing. Um, yeah, so, uh, I was, I was building in a field and I was parked on grass and on the last day of summer, the truck guy was like, let's just get you out of here (laughs) quickly before the rain comes. (laughs) Um, and so, you know, we emptied the place because we had already, you know, built all the kitchen and everything in, but we've made it removable. So everything came out and went in the back of his seven and a half ton flatbed truck which Mm -hmm. he was towing me with um and we got out of the field and it was so much easier than I thought I thought we were really going to struggle I thought it was going to get stuck and he just glided it on out there and I was like this is magic and then um and then we did get a little bit stuck coming out the height hadn't considered that with house versus tree oh yeah yeah what was the solution there Mm, um People climbed up trees and <laughs> and move pulled branches out of the way. Um, the, I mean, the roof did take a bit of a battering, yeah, which is something that I am still going to have a look at in the summer and fix. Um, but at that stage, I was like, we have come so far, people. This thing is coming through. I mean, it's not staying here, blocking the drive. So, um, and then so we towed it to the truck hire place where it where it stand that stood there for another couple of days before we were ready to move it to where I am now. Uh, that was about a two hour journey, right around the M twenty five. Ah, and it was it was thrilling and amazing to watch your house in front of you on the m25 (laughs) um bless it um you know luckily it was you know well not luckily but you know during covid so the roads were slightly clearer than they would be normally um and um just sort of and then we got to like a a big town centre and obviously we had to slow for traffic and just to see people double take and go, what did I just, is that, is that how, did a house, and like nudge their mate and go, did you see that? So and like, you were following behind? Right? I was following behind and it was just, you know, I didn't sit back in my seat once. I was like just watching it, watching people watching it. And it was, I mean, it was terrifying and I, I mean, God, I slept well the night after we moved. And just because of all the adrenaline of this thing that you've like created over the course of a year and you've put everything into it. You've mm. put you've put all your money, you've put all your time, you've put all your father's time. <laughs> um, you know, you've put everything into this thing. It means so much to you. And there it goes, just just riding down the <laughs> down the motorway at 40 miles an hour. Um, swaying in the wind (laughs) Um, uh, but it made it and the relief my god the relief when you when you've made it and then afterwards you're like well that's good that was easy 
Wasn't it, everyone? Wasn't that great? And everyone around you is going, you were a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, it's just like a crazy, crazy thing to see your house moving. Um, And great. And I can do it. I'll do it again one day and and that would be great. And, And I'll have faith that it will actually do it because for so long during the build and it was, you know, getting deeper and deeper into this mud and this film, I thought this is never gonna this is never gonna leave this field. And I would lay awake at night going, It's just I'm just gonna be stuck in that field forever. I don't I don't actually see how I could ever get out. Yeah. I mean that's ridiculous, of course it was gonna get out, but Yeah, when you're awake in the middle of the night, things (laughs) rational fears aren't (laughs) the worst. Oh, God. What are the big lessons, I guess, you've learned? What can you impart on me? Ooh. Don't do this, Jeffrey. Oh, it's a God, terrible God. idea. Don't build a tire. No. <laughs> no, definitely <laughs> do it. It's the best thing. Um, it is. It is the best thing. Um, what would I do differently? I mean, I've, I do wish I'd done a little bit more research, um, and you will be totally fine on this. But I wish I'd done a little bit more research generally about timber framed houses mm-hmm. and how they breathe. Okay. Um, I think I was so wrapped up in making this thing watertight that I'd forgotten about that. And that is something that I am coming across now, which I think I need to just keep an eye on mm-hmm. and perhaps make some alterations to what I've done to make the house breathe better okay um i think when it comes to like big style of not big because obviously it's a small house but (laughs) big appliances that you know just check the guidance you know for health and safety but also for just generally where everything has to go there are so many rules when you put these things in like you know, pumps and water heaters and ovens about distances and legislation about what can be close to what and where can you put plug sockets and where you can't and you'll know all this. But it um, it's something that I didn't consider mm-hmm. and I think I wasted quite a bit of time later on down the line, like changing the design slightly and, and that sort of stressed me out a little bit. But um, it kind of all worked out in the end. I think, I'm not sure how well this has come across in this interview, but for everything I've said about how hard it was, please try and enjoy it. (laughs) Enjoy the process. (laughs) Because I think it it is fun. I think it was fun. It was. And... um, and I have a couple of pictures in my living room that my amazing sister took of my dad and I building tiny. Um, and it's just, it just fills me with so much warmth looking at them and going, that was such a precious time. And it was so hot, like day to day, it was hard work, mm-hmm. but it it will all be worth it. And I think that was the thing is that I just didn't know whether it would be. And it is, it 100,000% is. Yeah. It is, it's worth 
every bad day it's totally worth it in the end enjoy it please yeah make the most of it because you'll never do it again so yeah um something's gone probably pretty terribly wrong <laughs> if i have to do it again <laughs> oh my god don't get to that stage um yeah yeah try and enjoy it yeah I mean, that's one of the things i uh, am sort of telling myself i'm i'm prone to setting a, a deadline for a thing like it might be all right by the end of the week i need to finish this or by the end of the day finish this mm-hmm. and then like that yeah. sort of puts my blinkers on and then i stop enjoying the process and i just yeah. like have to do that and i'm really telling myself like be present you know enjoy yeah. every day don't get caught up in that yeah 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 and I hope those are the things that come about from my sort of commercial building mind where it's a lot about like, am I going to make any money if I go slowly mm. and things mm. like that. And then, you know, thankfully all the sort of pressures for that are off. But yeah, that's a, that's a thing good. I think I'm going to have to sort of like daily remind myself. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I feel like every day after the build, I had a little moment where I would, I would look at, you know, we'd pack everything away and whatever stage it was at, maybe like the last thing we had to do was like wrap the whole thing in tarpaulins. And that was a huge, big, annoying job to do. <laughs> and then when you look back at it, it's just like this big tent, scrappy looking tent. But still you're like, well, that exists because I'm doing something. And um, just that you are doing something, um, even if it goes wrong, like, you tried and and that that I don't think gets given enough credit and I don't think I let myself give myself enough credit for just trying something Mm -hmm. you know you might be rubbish at it in the end but you tried and like so many people don't try and I think that's a really valuable thing um and yeah I I would have this little moment where I look back and go okay I'm doing this Yay. <laughs> you know, I'm doing it. Um, and that's such a big leap from thinking about it and dreaming about it. You've had to do so much work to get to that stage and you should value what you've achieved and what you've done so far and try and forget about all this, how much stuff there is still left to do because it is never ending. <laughs> yes. um, but I think you'll be more prepared for that because... You know, you're in the building trade and you know that things take longer then. Yes. And finishing takes almost as long as building the whole oh, rest of it. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> Still not finished in here. How, like, what percentage do you think you're at? Mm, I think I am at 90%. Okay. That's not bad. That's all right. I think when I moved in, I was probably like 70%. So I've done a bit of work since. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely a lot harder when you're living in it and trying to do it, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you'll, you'll appreciate. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just now finishing up all the little jobs on the boat because mm. I've sold it and like they need to be, <laughs> it needs to be good and finished. And it's like, I've just done all the grouting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why didn't I do that four years ago when I yeah. <laughs> tiled oh, that, that thing? It looks so nice and it's just, oh, it feels complete and lovely yeah. for me to hand over but to yeah. this other person. Okay. Oh, that's a shame. But yeah, uh, yeah, so I have kitchen tiles to do mm-hmm. still. That's my big job. Um, 
Um, and actually, you know what? I'm I'm quite pleased that I didn't get it all finished before I moved in because I've learned a lot by living in it mm. about finishing and finishes and what I want from that. And, you know, so much of the finishing stuff is like the fun stuff, you know, like sofa fabric and, you know, and tiles and things like that and putting photos up and spice storage and, you know, <laughs> those yeah. fun things. It's the things that turn it from like building into home. Yeah. And so you, you like when you're having a really bad day on the build, you're like, I just want to think about those things. And you allow yourself, or I did, a couple of hours of just browsing through fabrics or things like that and going, oh, what sort of biscuit jar shall I have? Nice. Um, and give yourself a break (laughs) but then and then so when I moved in I like I learned a lot about how I was living in the space and as much as you think you know yourself and you're like oh I know I'm going to live like this you don't and then you learn all the different things about the house as well and what it's offering you and what it's like at different times of the day Mm -hmm. um and so you learn what you need to tackle first as well and and then you just get a lot of time in it staring at it going "Mm, (laughs) that is a blank piece of wall right there that I need to do something with or whatever so yeah don't finish it too much before you move in I don't know what your plans are but um, oh yeah I mean I feel like if I don't finish it before I move in then it just won't get finished mm. that's the that's a really tricky balance and I was just saying to someone yesterday like I'm gonna be really good and I'm gonna finish it yeah, yeah. And now you're telling me to do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, you know, there's a percentage. And I think I think I actually did it quite well. I think, you know, I finished in enough of the big jobs. Mm. So it was nice and comfortable to live in. And then there's, I mean, I've done so much work to this place um, since I moved in. And, um, but it's all, I think it's all the better for it that I took the time over it rather than rushing it through so I can live Definitely. in it. Yeah. yeah. So Nice. Um, so how do you feel about the UK sort of tiny home community? I mean, like thinking about it, well, I was just at the, the online tiny homes conference mm-hmm. and yeah. like the Australia scene is really big. The New Zealand scene is really big. Yeah. America's got like quite a lot. What, how do you feel about it in the UK? So when I was building, it felt really quiet. Mm. I knew that there were some people out there doing it, um, but um, but not everyone's doing it. You know, everyone's doing it a little bit differently or in different environments and have different, uh, what's the word, resources. Mm. Um, and so I, I felt very lonely building this, designing it, building it. Um, I didn't feel like there was a lot of people out there that I could talk to and go, Hey, what did you do with this? And, you know, cause you're going, well, is this a, so instead you're going, is this like a caravan question or is this like a timber framed house question or like, Oh, this is definitely a timber frame house question, but I have a weight thing that I need to discuss with someone. Mm. And like, 
And so you sort of, you, you know, you reach out to various people who you think might solve your problem on the internet, but they're all in their own little zones. Yeah. And it's not your zone. Your zone is like a mashup of everyone's. And, um, and it's really frustrating because it, it always comes down to you having to make the call. No one's going to tell you this is the way to do it. Mm-hmm. And so many times I just wanted someone to say, do it this way. <laughs> No. here's the answer yeah here's it's... the answer there's never an answer you have to make the answer and that's that's a really lonely place to be and so what I'm really excited about is <laughs> unfortunate for me but great for other people is that it do, in the UK this does seem to be getting bigger mm. and um and I get contacted quite regularly now with questions or or just like comments and um and and I and I you know, I'll answer anyone and put that out there <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, because because I know how hard it is. And, and, and there are so many amazing benefits that I think we'll all receive from there being more of these things yeah. in existence. I really do think that this is a wonderful community and it will be amazing once it really gets going. Um, and so... I am so excited that it really does feel like it's ramping up and people are making the leap and doing it. And I don't know whether it's because of like a pandemic lockdown, all the, you know, all of the massive changes that everyone's experienced in the last year, but everyone's just going, right, let's just do it. Or I have to do it now. Or mm. what, I mean, yeah, you made the decision <laughs> in the <laughs> pandemic. So, um, did, yeah. uh, and like, and so I'm I'm so excited about it getting bigger and there being more of us out there and us forming this just amazing community. And I mean, I will come and help anyone build their tiny house. You're hired. I'm not I'm not an expert. And who's to say I'm any good at it? <laughs> but if it's not my own <laughs> and I don't have to have that responsibility, I can just rock up for the day and you know. And help out. Yeah. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. Because I just think it, it's such an amazing thing to do. And it's such an achievement at the end. And I just want everyone else to feel that. And, um, yeah, it's so much fun. And there are so many rewards t- to living like this. Um, that I'm really excited for other people to experience it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, certainly it seems like, I mean, obviously I've just kind of said, I'm building a tiny house. And so mm-hmm. lots of people have suddenly gone like, including yourself. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, and then I was talking to Flo the other day mm-hmm. and she was saying, oh, one of my friends is just about to build a tiny house. Yeah. Like, yeah. So there definitely does. Well, it's hard to know if it's, feels like there's momentum because i'm you know yeah you're more out there yeah yeah uh but definitely and i think that's that's good like you know certainly talking to you today Mm. like we chatted for ages before we recorded this Mm, but you've made like some of my anxieties go away and made me feel not like an idiot for uh for being so obsessive about the weight and (laughs) (laughs) like the most important thing yeah (laughs) Um, nice. Is there anything else that you wanna you wanna say or like is an important 
part of the story. Or... I just want to give the biggest shout out to my dad oh. for helping me do this because this thing would not exist without him. And he's amazing. Yeah. What's yeah. His, his background? He's a carpenter. Okay, perfect yeah. then. <laughs> Super useful. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just fantastic. And it was great. Uh, it was just such an amazing thing to be able to do this with him. And the rest of my family and friends, I have to give huge shout outs to all of them as well because um, they all helped at some point, whether mm-hmm. it was like, you know, just driving me to, to Wix or whether they were helping me wrap the house or whether they were there on the barn raising, you know, like, or whether they were just like, someone I could rant to about my latest technical problem. <laughs> um, so I had no understanding yeah, of Yeah, <laughs> no understanding of but They just let me get it off my chest. And believe me, all my friends know about the weight. <laughs> they all know about my weight problem. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, just, um, I think that is part, that as part of the building journey is that community that you build around you. Like people love to be part of it. They, and, and you love for them to be part of it. And there are so many things I can look at around my house where I go, I remember that day when that person came and helped me with that, or dad and I did this and it took five times as long as we (laughs) thought it would. And, but it wasn't it worth it. And like, there's so many amazing memories just wrapped up in this building that it's just like one of the most precious things in mm. my life. And um, I think that's just such a nice part of the journey that, you know, the building of relationships, that's great. Thank you so much to Emma for recording this conversation and for being so open uh, to helping me out with so much information and encouragement. That bit at the end uh, about community really struck me. And that sort of idea of by inviting people in to help, you're making them part of the story. And it's not just good for you, it's good for them. Uh, It's connecting everyone, sort of creating that idea of oneness. So I'm up for trying to create some kind of community uh, in the UK uh, of tiny home builders and dwellers and hopefuls, uh, both in terms of knowledge sharing, uh, because there is a lot to think about and to get your head around. And I'd like to pass on all the knowledge that I'm about to learn when I'm done. But also, just gathering like-minded people, I've gained so much more than just knowledge from meeting tiny home builders, um, and it would be really great to expand that. Um, yes, so as I say, uh, there is more of this chat on the Patreon site, patreon.com forward slash building sustainability, um, stuff about, uh, where to ask for help and also a little bit more about Emma and the work she does and how building this tiny house has helped her in her work. Also that whole bonus episode with Flo Hamer, uh, of Flo's tiny house, Uh, which is not going to be available anywhere else. So only on the Patreon site. 
Um, that's it. So uh, subscribe if you've enjoyed the episode and you want to hear more great chats. Uh, if you've got a second, then leaving a review would be really great. Uh, especially if you're on Apple. I think that might actually be the only place you can really leave a review. But if you find another place, leave one there. Um, good. All right. Well, enjoy the changing seasons and smile at strangers. Bye for now.